BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. I'm Tom Clavin, and welcome back to Unknown History, Dodge City. For the next few weeks, I'm bringing you stories based on my book about Wyatt Earp, Bat Masterson, and the wickedest town in the American West. In this week's episode, I want to talk about Wyatt Earp. Now, some of you may be thinking, Wyatt Earp, we know everything there is to know about Wyatt Earp. We've seen the movie. We've seen Gunfight at the OK Corral. We've seen Tombstone. We've seen Kurt Russell play him. We've seen Kevin Costner play him. What else did I know about Wyatt Earp? Well, that's a big part of my book, Dodge City, Wyatt Earp and Bat Masterson, because the Wyatt Earp we're seeing was the experienced lawman well into his 30s, the tough guy. He was already formed as a, not only a person, but as a lawman. The Wyatt Earp of Dodge City was a diamond in the rough. When he first met Bat Masterson, they were both very young men, only in their 20s. They didn't have that much experience, certainly not as lawmen, as sheriffs, marshals, anything like that. So I want to talk about, and what my book discusses, is the Wyatt Earp of the 1870s, when he was first getting his start as a lawman, which was kind of like a miracle because uh, it was an accidental kind of lawman for Wyatt Earp. He did not have the life leading up to that point that was lawman stuff. Let me backtrack a bit. Wyatt Earp was born in 1848 in Illinois. His father, Nicholas, was a wandering man. Uh, he had had uh, with his first wife a couple of kids. He got married again when his wife passed away, and then he had eight more children. Uh, six of them were boys, and uh, one of them was Wyatt. Uh, he was the next one to be born after Virgil. Uh, they farmed in Illinois. Uh, Wyatt, when the Civil War broke out, Wyatt tried to run off and join the Union Army, uh, as Virgil and another brother had done, but he was unable to. He was too young. His father kept getting wind of it and stopping him from going or capturing him when he was trying to enlist. So he had to be stuck on the farm uh, a very restless way. Finally, when he was 18, uh, his brother Virgil, uh, who wanted to head west and look for adventure, took Wyatt with him. And off they went to Arizona, New Mexico, California, Nevada, Colorado. They were, they were stagecoach drivers, uh, teamsters. Uh, they would go from mining camp to mining camp, delivering supplies, picking up uh, product, you know, uh, silver, gold, uh, transporting it. Uh, they had to learn how to take care of themselves. Uh, Wyatt was a very good, became a very good boxer or fighter in these mining camps. And both he and Virgil uh, started to become very independent and tough, like Flint kind of guys to take care of uh, themselves and the few friends that they made along the way. One time when Wyatt was uh, visiting his parents, they, by this time they'd moved to Lamar, Missouri. And uh, he'd gone back to visit his parents and, and younger siblings that were still staying at home. And he met this woman named Aurelia Sutherland, and he fell in love. And uh, they were married. And he got a job as a constable. He bought a piece of property for $75 that had a house on it. His wife became pregnant. And as far as Wyatt Oprah is concerned, this was going to be the rest of his life. He was going to raise his family in Lamar, surrounded by extended family. Life would be pretty good. He'd already got that wandering out of his system by spending a couple of years out west. 
not long before his wife was due to, to give birth, she died, and the baby died with her. Wyatt was grief-stricken, uh, and he sold off the piece of property, and he went back to his wandering ways, but this time he was on the wrong side of the law. He would get arrested for this and that, and the worst thing he got arrested for was as a horse thief, and he was put in prison for it, convicted and put in prison for being a horse thief. And if the story had not changed, we might know Wyatt Earp, if at all, today, for not being a, uh, you know, the representative of the American West lawman, but as being a notorious outlaw. He could have easily, like others had done, the James Brothers, Billy the Kid, uh, Clay Allison, these other bad guys on the frontier, could have become one of those bad guys. But uh, when he, he actually escaped from prison, made his way to Kansas, and it was in Kansas that he eventually ended up in uh, Wichita. And Wichita turned out to be a kind of a redemption for him because uh, he was able to get a job as a part-time lawman just through uh, circumstances. Uh, you know, They didn't have background checks in those days, uh, so the, the lawman who hired him wasn't like he could uh, you know, go on the computer and say, oh, I see you've got a record. And uh, Wyatt turned out to be pretty effective. He was only part-time. Uh, he, uh, he had a brother, and a, and a brother's wife operated a brothel, so he had family around. Uh, but he started to become very effective. He had a way of uh, defusing a situation before it got to be escalating to where gunplay was involved. He also had created a technique or been taught a technique called buffaloing. And buffaloing was when, because Wyatt Oak was six feet tall. Now, today that would not make uh, much of an impression, but uh, in 1870-ish, in uh, being six foot tall was about six inches higher than the average male. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Wyatt, by this point in his life, was a pretty imposing figure. He was a handsome man with, with dark blonde hair, mustache, uh, slender. He dressed well, usually in black with white shirts, and he was tall. And so he could impress other people, and he had these cold blue eyes. And as he became a little more experienced in handling himself and handling other people uh, who were trying to do him harm, sometimes the eyes would stop a fight right there before it got any worse, before it escalated. Anyway... Buffaloing was when, uh, if Wyatt Earp went for his gun, he would grab his gun, but, but hit somebody over the head with the barrel of it, which he could do because most people were shorter than he was. Knock the fellow out cold, drag him off to jail. The next morning, go before the judge, and Wyatt Earp would usually get a kickback. In those days, lawmen, to supplement their meager salaries, would get a kickback from whatever fines were paid for the person they brought into jail and who was convicted by the judge. So Wichita was a turnaround point for Wyatt. And uh, then he got this message from Dodge City. Now, Dodge City, one of his brothers had, uh, had moved there uh, and was also operating a brothel. 
uh, it wasn't like the Earp family was unique and that it was fill, filled with people who ran brothels. It was that it was one of the reasonably legitimate ways to make a living in the American frontier in the 1870s was uh, you can operate a good brothel, you can operate a bad brothel. Uh, and so Wyatt got a message from uh, a brother and his wife that, w- that they were there and uh, that Dodge City might be a place that he would like to check out. Maybe Wichita had been pretty good to him. Something happened in Wichita, though. His boss, the marshal, was running for re-election. And a few days before the election, uh, his opponent said something insulting about both uh, uh, him, the marshal running for re-election, but also about Wyatt and about a couple of Wyatt's brothers who had shown up in Wichita and were the occasional deputies. Next time Wyatt encountered the uh, the challenger uh, for marshal in the street, Wyatt beat him up and uh, put, you know, put some pretty big hurting on him. And uh, as Marshall won the election, uh, was reelected, but uh, because Wyatt had basically committed a, a crime uh, while being a deputy, uh, Wyatt was fired. And the right about this time was when both the message from his brother came, but also a message from the mayor of Dodge City. Uh, Dodge City had had a marshal in place, a fellow named Bully Brooks, but uh, Bully turned out to be even worse than the bad guys he was supposed to be arresting. He killed about a dozen men in his first few months on the job. He was basically a psychopath with a badge. And so the, he got fired, and they were the new administration there in Dodge City, uh, a marshal named Larry Deeger and the mayor there, they were casting about, who can we get to to, to come in and, and tame Dodge City, which had started to get out of control with the violence and the cowboys and the gambling and, and rampant prostitution that was going you know beyond what was considered a good business practice. And they'd heard about this deputy marshal over in Wichita, so a message was sent over there, come to Dodge City. So Wyatt could see that that's the, what was in the cards for him. Let me just see what Dodge City is like. So again, he was only in his 20s, a young man. Uh, he came to Dodge City, and uh, he was appointed the, uh, the, the assistant marshal, and his career in Dodge City began. And soon after that was when he hired somebody to be his deputy, a man named Bat Masterson. I'd like to conclude. just want to read you something from... My book, Dodge City, Wyatt Earp, Bat Masterson, and the Wickedest City in the American West. Dodge City needed an enforcer who was not going to cross the line into lawlessness himself, as the soon-to-be-lynched Brooks had. And that man had to get to work right away, because all indications suggested that the summer of 1876 would be the biggest and busiest and therefore rowdiest cattle drive season the city had ever seen. That did not bode well. The word, quote, stinker was first applied to buffalo hunters due to the odor they spread through Dodge City, and another word recently introduced in the American language was, quote, stiff, attributed to dead men found lying in the streets. A third slang word, joint, was what the Dodge City Times was calling a saloon. The more civilized element did not want any more of such vocabulary entries. While Mayor Hoover could not appoint Wyatt to the job, he did allow him to select the deputy marshals. Deeger had inherited a man named Joe Mason from what was left of the previous police force, and perhaps for continuity's sake, Wyatt kept him on. His first new hire was Jim Masterson. Bat's brother was three years younger and thus was only 20 in 1876. He could not have had much lawman experience at such a tender age, so most likely he was appointed because of Wyatt's regard for Bat and seeing potential in him, potential that would be well fulfilled. Wyatt said that Bat's brother was, quote, a good game man who can handle himself in a fracas. There was one more opening on the force, and that was filled by Bat himself. 
He was still limping from the gunfight with Sergeant King when he arrived in Dodge City. Bat already had an older brother, so it was probably a stretch that Bat saw Wyatt in that role, but Wyatt was someone he respected as well as being a good friend. However, and as far as other friends went, Bat counted several among members of the Dodge City gang, given his enjoyment of spirits and gambling during his previous sojourns there. Still, Bat signed on to become a peace officer. Thus, for the first time in the nation's centennial year, Wyatt Earp and Bat Masterson would be frontier lawmen together. Thanks for listening to our special Unknown History miniseries on the wickedest town in the American West. If you've enjoyed this week's story, please consider checking out my book, Dodge City, for even more tales like this one. You can pick up a copy from any book retailer or by clicking the link in the show notes below. Thank you. Looking forward to talking to you next time. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.